Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! Tonight, WIP pays tribute to a true legend, a giant of a man, one we called our own, who is integral to the growth and success of WIP, the one and only Big Daddy Graham. If I don't sound my normal chipper voice, especially on the week ramping up to the start of a season, uh, there's a good reason for it. I hate to have to be the one to break the news, but uh, late last night, uh, WIP lost one of its best people. This city lost one of its cherished, most talented entertainers. Last night, Big Daddy Graham passed away. We all here at the WIP Morning Show and here at WIP are devastated by the news. Obviously, we have a direct connection because Ava Graham, his daughter, who he's so proud of, is part of our show. And she obviously will not be here for a while. He had been through an unbelievably yeah. difficult several years. And you got to understand what this man was like. He beat cancer. He went through hell to beat it. He couldn't eat for years yep, because yeah. of radiation in his throat. And he beat it, and he came back stronger than ever, and then unfortunately got a blood clot in his spine, and it rendered him paralyzed from the waist down, and he never fully recovered. Do you oh. know anyone? Did you ever encounter anyone who enjoyed life more than he did? Oh, no. I'm <laughs> He's to the fullest. He was so full of life. The last event he ever attended was a Sixer playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. He, Billy, you knew him. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he was a huge Sixer fan. Oh, did he love the Sixers. He loved the Sixers. And you right. knew after games, you could always tune in if you right. landed late from a road trip and listen to right. him talk about it. But you got to understand, this is the way I've thought for the last three and a half years now, Billy. I swear to God. Whenever somebody, and we have lost a lot of great yeah. people the last three and a half years. You know what the first thing is that I think of? I can't stop myself. He got to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so, to me, Al, mm -hmm. so many people waited so long, yep. and I know how much it meant to him. And I guess it was one of, for sports, it was the biggest highlight uh, of his yeah. life, too. 20 plus years ago, I'm living in Roxborough, you know, just in a row home in Roxborough. And he calls me and he says, hey, I got a show near there. Can I, I got to kill an hour. Can I come over? I said, sure, come on over. He walks in and he goes, got anything to eat? <laughs> and I look and I go, oh. well, I can, I can, I got a ham, ham and cheese. I can make you a sandwich. So I make him a ham and cheese sandwich. He gets done. He goes, any sweets? I go, well, all I got is cookie dough. 
He and I sat there and ate ham and cheese sandwiches and cookie dough. Yeah. Raw cookie dough. And I, oh, yeah. just, I said, only Big Daddy. We will miss him because there will never be anybody like him. You, you don't make two of this. And it's gone forever as far as what he brought to the table. The row home mentality, the Philly accent, the chafiness, you know, the scratchiness. Everything about him was itchy and scratchy and abrasive. I can't wait to see all the more stories that are come out that we don't even know about. Everybody's got a Big Daddy story. Any interaction you've had with him, if he came across your path, you would say, what was that? What it was was you just got Big Daddied. He just put his scent on you, and it was your pleasure. The following is based on a true story. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? When you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, and Smiles with you, and when you're laughing, oh you're laughing, when the sun comes shining through. When you're crying, you bring on the rain. Stop your side, won't you be happy again? When you're smiling, keep on smiling, and the world will smile. Good evening, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Big Natty Graham in here with you on the remaining couple hours of a sensational Sunday. There's no other way of putting it, a sensational Sunday. Southwest Philadelphia born and raised, Edward Godonis was born on May 29, 1953. He grew up in a row house at 70th and Elmwood. From St. Clement's Parish, where he went to grade school, then on to West Catholic High School. As local as you could possibly get, pure Philadelphia through and through. He loved the Sixers, the Phils, the Big Five, the Eagles, the Flyers, and like the rest of his baby boomers, he grew up listening to legends like Bill Campbell, Baisam, Gene Hart, and Al Meltzer. Little did he know he would end up working with a few of them. Big Daddy never went to college. His college was stand-up comedy. He worked the comedy circuit in Old City and beyond in the late 70s and 80s. Comedians like Craig Shoemaker, the legendary Wid, and Todd Glass were his contemporaries. And then there was this young, smart-ass, up-and-comer named Joe Conklin, who said it was Big Daddy who first saw his raw talent. I met Big Daddy for the first time at the 23 East Ardmore Cabaret when I was doing a talent show or a gong show, they used to call them. They didn't have open mic nights back in the day. They just had... These type of things, competitions, comedy competitions, gong shows. People get up and sing a song or do some comedy. Big Daddy was there uh, for after the contest, and he was going to perform. They had a regular comic perform afterwards. He come up and he said, "Hey, you know, you're really good." I said, "Thanks a lot." No, 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 you, you can do this. You can get paid. <laughs> and he uh, gave me the number of. Paul Solari, first booking agent we had. He used to run a lot of rooms in Delaware County, up and down McDade Boulevard, Lancaster Avenue, Chester Pike. And that's how my career started. So Big Daddy plucked me out and set me going. At that time, I was probably 22. No doubt about it. Yeah, you got me started. You got me into the paying arena anyway. One of Big Daddy Graham's early breaks on the radio side of show business was in the mid-80s when the WMMR Morning Show began playing a few songs from an album that Big Daddy had put out, including Call In Sick and Nuns. Don't know. They've been around. 
and me the creeps Looking for someone to beat I hope it's not me, I hope it's not you now Are they a wrestling team? Them women sure can scream They're saving all our souls That's Big Daddy Graham and Nuns from an album he put out in the mid-80s. Joe Conklin said at the time, Big Daddy was the big-name comic in Philadelphia. Yeah, Big Daddy was the best headliner, probably the only legitimate headliner at the time that could draw a crowd. If you were starting a comedy night in the early 80s, which is when... You know, the kind of the boom started, the first one. A club would book Big Daddy Graham for the first night. If you say you were doing it every Wednesday or whatever, Big Daddy in. And then uh, a succession of comics after that. And then after about two months, you bring Big Daddy back again. He was the main headliner. Craig Shoemaker was still around at that point. In the 1990s, Big Daddy would segue from the comedy circuit to steadier jobs in radio landing in what was then competition to WIP 1210 WGMP The Game and a show called The Sports Attack with Big Daddy Neil Hartman and Scott Graham. By 1997, the show had run its course. WIP's overnight show had been recently vacated. Big Daddy Graham began what was to become a 20-plus year run. The single greatest overnight radio program I ever heard. I've never gotten over not listening to him overnight. I was so proud to be at a station that had such great programming in the middle of the night. It was quirky. It was wild. It was crazy. It was filled with insane callers. (laughs) Weird segments. He'd stop in the middle of the show and eat a snack. Yeah, <laughs> and he would take you through the entire snack process with music behind it, and he had a bother segment, and he had uh, 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 was that uh, read all about it. Yeah. Read all, he had all these different segments. He did Big Daddy Graham did something none of us do as well. He incorporated his life into his oh my show God, yes. in such a direct and entertaining way. That I would drive it every morning and always feel I wish I could do it that well. Mm. I would. I, I the sense of loss we feel today, ladies and gentlemen, is not like anything I can regard. I can't remember anything quite like this. And I just want you to understand a couple of things. I just want to say this is how amazing this man was. All right, 
A, he was a first-rate talk show host. He worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. He was doing it out with you know, not a lot of callers at three in the morning. But they were weird. They were, <laughs> <laughs> and he cultivated them. Do you understand? He was a magnet for strange people. Yeah. Well, it's that hour of the and, night. And in a, I mean, he was kind of offbeat himself. While Angelo loved having Big Daddy as his lead-in, Al Morgani thought it was his job to keep Big Daddy humble. And Al, being a master prankster, was just the man to do it. Well, this was so good because Big Daddy was always in search of a gig, to get a great gig, a terrific gig. So his daughter, Keely, was getting married on a Saturday. Yes. So I, I got Ed Rendell to call Big Daddy like on Tuesday to say, you got to do me a huge favor. Barack Obama is coming to town. I need to do a comedy show. I don't care what the price is. It's got to be Saturday. And I found out the time of the wedding was the same time. <laughs> Ed Rendell said the panic in this guy's voice. Goes, what time? What day? This Saturday? What time? And you could hear him yell to, I guess, Debbie. Wait, we, <laughs> we had to do something here. But... Such a family man, he turned, <laughs> he turned it down. broke his heart. And Ed Rendell said, I was crying, laughing on the other side, listening to what he's going through. But true to the family, he turned down Barack but Obama. When he found oh, out it boy. was a prank, oh my God, what Al. was his reaction, Al? He gave me credit for, for, for Ed to go through with it, but he wasn't he, it was not happy. He was not happy. <laughs> he would, uh, in re- oh, and the money, when Ed kept saying, What's the price? Any price. price. (laughs) Name your price. That is the ultimate (laughs) word to Big Daddy. Joe Conklin, part of the WIP Morning Show for most of the last 25-plus years, said it was Al Morgani who would encourage him to prank Big Daddy as well, which led to an embarrassing moment on Big Daddy's show around 20 years ago during the Sixers' run to the NBA Finals, involving a couple of legendary Philadelphians, Pat Croce and Bill Campbell. It was all Al. It was all Al Morgani. I used to see him occasionally on my way in on Route 70 at the Wawa in Cherry Hill. Al sees me coming out and he says, you got to call Big Daddy right now. I said, why? What's going on? He says, call, call Big Daddy as Pat Croce because he's ripping him on the air and I'm sure you can get him. I got in there and called him and he says, oh, look, Pat Croce's on the line. Yeah, 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 Pat. And I started doing Croce. Big Daddy, how could you, how could you say that about me? I've been your friend for a long time. Now, Pat... You said that we did this and that or the other thing. I forget what we were talking about. You said the Sixers were delinquent. That It's just untrue. And Pat, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, Pat. That's not what I heard. I just heard it. I'm going to come down there and break your spleen. I'll tear you apart, Big Daddy. Pat, we've been friends a long time. I didn't say that. I'm not good at those, uh, what do you call them, pranks, imposter type things. So I, I... I lost it after about a minute or so, but that, that we had him long enough. He was pretty pissed because I got him. He was really good at getting pissed. He got pissed a lot. He lost it very easily. Later. Later! Call somebody else. Take my name out of your list and call somebody else. That's why it was so fun to mess with over and over. And so the following night, Bill Campbell used to suffer from insomnia a little bit. He was up late at night, and he legitimately called the real Bill Campbell. Oh, here's Bill Campbell. Yeah, go ahead. Hello, Big Daddy. I got you on there. I couldn't sleep. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're the real Bill Campbell. Listen, Conklin, you're not going to get me two nights in a row, okay? It's just not going to happen. And he hangs up. <laughs> Bill Campbell calls back. What in the world's going on? I tried to give this guy a break and give him a phone call, put him, put, give him some air time, and, and he hangs up on me. You know who I am? Thousands of college players are there that never get drafted. Oh, a lot never get drafted. Okay, so what are you going to do with all them? Just tell them, hey, you know what? We're going to let you play some sport, and we're going to call it college football. All right, so but you're not going to get any degree. And, and by the way, when you're done with your four years here, have a nice life as a homeless person. I, I mean, oh, that makes oh, wow. Yeah, get off my program. Get off. Have a nice life as a homeless person. Who do you think you are, you stuck-up piece of crap? Oh, I'm a law professor. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it.
Listening to 94 WIP's tribute to Big Daddy Graham. When we return, Big Daddy raps a Bob Dylan song. Later, we'll hear Big Daddy's reaction when he gets on the radio after a local team wins a championship right here on 94 WIP. I guess and a weed with your arm around your sweet boy, your old smoke down the boulevard. You're looking for the heart of Saturday night. Our tribute to Big Daddy Graham continues. To understand the respect, awe, and admiration we all had for Big Daddy here at WIP, consider this. Big Daddy hasn't worked at WIP for over two years now, and we've known he wasn't coming back to work here because of his illness for quite some time now. But whoever has done the overnight show the last two years has always said they're in for Big Daddy Graham because it is his show. See, the thing about that time slot, that was Big Daddy's show. It could never be replicated anytime you would fill in. And you know, if you listen to WIP in the last 20 years, you knew that was Big Daddy's show. The segments were so unique. So whatever you would try to do to break things up, to make it more entertaining in the late night, you knew you would just be copycatting Big Daddy. So you, you try to do your best to do what he would do and something that the listening audience always loves. And, uh, I mean, he was... Second to none. You could never replicate it no matter how much you tried. WIP's John Johnson. Oh, brother. Well, I woke up Monday morning with a pain in my head. My throat was dry and dusty and my eyes were red. I've been out drinking with my girlfriend to two. Now there's only one thing for a man to do. He's got to call in sick. That's what he's got to do I'm so sorry, Mr. Boss Man You know I'll miss you too Well, I've been stared at the telephone since 6.45 I can't think of no excuse that don't sound jive I get so nervous that my skin starts to crawl I guess I'll have to get my girlfriend to call He's got to call in sick that's what he's got to do. If you don't dig it, Mr. Boss Man, you know what you can do. Hear me out now, sir. Well, I broke my leg when I was bowling. I come in anyway, but my car got stolen. And I must have a fever cause of sweat on my brow. Marcus will be going to save me now. Versatile doesn't even begin to describe Big Daddy Graham. A writer, a playwright, a talk show host, a comedian, and a performer. 
Here is Big Daddy from a Bob Dylan tribute from 2017 at the Ardmore Music Hall, accompanied by Skip Denenberg on guitar, among others, doing what he called Dylan's first rap song. The first rap song ever. I know I look like a rapper, don't I? You look at me, you think Jay-Z? I think so, right? Come on, let me hear you. Big Daddy Graham doing Bob Dylan's classic subterranean homesick blues. Big Daddy was never afraid to bear it all. He wrote a book about his father, Last Call, and turned it into a one-man play. It was funny and poignant at the same time, with a shocking plot twist that explained a lot about a man that seemed aloof to his family. Big Daddy suffered through a variety of health issues over the last 10-plus years, and he continued to work at WIP until two years ago. He continued to do stand-up as often as he could, even through some of his earlier bouts with cancer and back and heart problems. Once again, Joe Conklin. Well, the guy was just tough. He's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around. He performed at the Colonial Theater, I think, like a day after he got out of the hospital with that cancer thing or that back thing. And I mean, frail. You know, it was kind of like the Willis Reed thing. Give me some water. Can't really talk. On stage, boom. Amen, everybody. You know, and just pulled it off. And I'm telling you, he would give you an effort. Every time, I mean, we've all done shows where we had to, you know, the, the, the sh- we mailed it in, you know, or, or the show where this this audience is a little off. There's only ten people here, uh, and you know, I'm having a bad time, or this is difficult. Eddie never did that. He never did that. He worked that show. He gave you your money's worth, and he would never let you down. If you like me, if I'm booking him, he would never. Roll out a a bad show, no matter if there were you know a thousand people there or nine people there, he would give you an effort, and that's really professional. And it's it, and again toughness. You got to be tough to be able to do that. I guess it comes from years of the other thing is if you didn't do your time, you didn't get paid. You didn't get all your money, so he wanted all his money for sure. But. The guy was really a tough person, uh, strong, and just went out there and did the job, you know. And it would be, it would kill him if he had to sacrifice a fee. So maybe that's that's part of it too. <laughs> Twas then he felt alone and wished that he'd gone straight and watched out. For a simple twist of fate. And as to Big Daddy's charm as a comedian and why he connected so well with his audiences? The audiences loved him. They related to him. He was raw, unfiltered, row home, very familiar. You all knew a guy who sounded like that, talked like that, was as rude as he was. He was a crude, rude dude. And then he would kind of do it with a wink and a nod. So, you know, uh, somehow that was his charm. You know, his audacity was his charm. And nobody would, he was a bull in a china shop, you know, uninvited. Just crash in there and start knocking stuff over, insult you, and then, and then wink at you, and then act like, hey, what are you looking at, pal? <laughs> and, for, and for some reason, you, you just laughed at this guy with King Kong balls. 
Joe Conklin and Big Daddy Graham began doing their wildly popular Two Funny Philly Guys shows around the Delaware Valley nearly 15 years ago. Was there ever a crossword between the two comics? Maybe a few. <laughs> we fought constantly. I constantly fought with him, and he was easy to get uh, excited. You could get his goat real easy. I'm kind of like that, too. Eddie and I would fight all the time. He got to be where he was scared of me, you know, and he didn't like hashing the business out. You know, we did these two funny Philly guys, and <clears throat> there'd be a thing about, you know, what time I, I wanted to go earlier, the time I want, I'd rather do it this way, and he wouldn't tell me how many tickets are being sold, things like that, and I, he, we never wanted to discuss business in front of people, so at the station, he, was, he would shift, yeah, keep going, hey, not, not in front of everybody, come on, let's go in here, we need to go into a side studio, well, we kept, there was no studios available, one day, I had to chase him into a closet, we're in a closet on like Marcus Street, first thing he says is, don't you? The overnight shift at WIP is the entryest of entry-level positions. As you can imagine, Big Daddy went through a lot of producers in his days at WIP. One of them is WIP's Tom Kelly. Well, I worked with Big Daddy for a long time, starting when I was a producer here, filling in on overnight shifts. And I was honestly kind of scared to work with Big Daddy sometimes because he, you know, could be intense to work with, but he was the best. He had the most entertaining show. When you worked his show, you knew the shift was going to fly by. You were going to have fun with him, be on the air. And it was always such a unique show. The callers that he'd have, the segments that he'd do uh, were so much fun to participate in. And, you know, the more you got to know Big Daddy, the more you liked him, the more you understood what he meant to the station, the more you understood how much he truly got the city. And that was one of the coolest things that, that I took from working with Big Daddy. And, and as I've gone throughout, you know, working here, getting the chance to fill in with him, fill in for him over the last few years uh, has been truly an honor. And nobody can ever fill Big Daddy's shoes. That's why anybody who does the shift always says filling in for Big Daddy Graham because it's it's always his shift and that's how everybody views it. He'd put me on the spot and have me do a segment by myself and at that time before I'm really on the air, it's kind of scary to, to do that, but Big Daddy would give you an opportunity to go on the air and uh, I always was appreciated, appreciative to him for that and it was it was always a fun experience working with him and, and really, really cool any chance you got to, to spend time with him for a night and those shifts would go faster than any other shifts you'd work. We weren't technically allowed on the air, but Big Daddy, you know, as well as anybody, he didn't really care too much about rules. They weren't they weren't things that he he worried too much about. We'll have two pizza for breakfast, baby. Champagne for lunch. Wow. You can watch the soaps all day. I can watch the Brady Bunch. Wow. We'll take our clothes off. Wow. We'll pull down the shades. The boss ain't gonna see me till it's time to get paid. He's gotta call in sick. That's what he's gotta do. I'm going to pick up that telephone and lie my ass off to you. He's got a call in sick. He's got a call in sick. Yeah, hello, uh, boss. Yeah, this is uh, Big Daddy, and I can't make it in today. You see, my grandmother died yesterday, and, and I've been up all night crying. And I don't like sticking you with this, but what's that? My grandmother died last week. What are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. That was my other grandmama on my dad's side. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? Both of them dying in the same week like that? Now, come on now. I know this is the 12th day I've missed this month, but I'm not making any of this up. My dog really did eat my driver's license that day. And what a responsible person drive without a license. And, and that other time, my shoelaces were in a knot and my mother wasn't around. Now, hey, don't tell me there's no quicksand in my backyard. I was stuck in it, bud. Now, don't call me no liar now, dude. I mean, you don't call me when you're taking a day off. Now, do you, scum waffle? Another classic from Big Daddy Graham, Call In Sick. When our tribute to Big Daddy Graham returns, you'll hear from some of the characters that called into his overnight radio show. And the gut reaction from Big Daddy when one of our teams finally broke its long championship drought right here on 94 WIP. I had skin like leather and my diamond hard look of a cobra. I was born blue and weathered but I burst just like a supernova. I could walk like Brando right into the 
sun The dance is like a Casanova With my black jacket and jacket and hair slick sweet Silver star studs on my dress like a Harley and heat When I stood down the street, I could feel its heart beat I don't know what to tell you uh, except uh, I, I may be, I'm not exactly sure who's uh, older, uh, me or Howard Eskin. I, I, I really don't know. I know we're in the uh, the same ballpark, but we would uh, be the two oldest guys here at this station who never lived anywhere else but Philadelphia, which is me. I've never lived anywhere else but Philadelphia. This has been a dream come true for me, even having the opportunity to work at this station. Now, I'm serious. I've loved talk radio my whole life. And to be able to come on, technically speaking, if you don't count, you know, uh, Rob and and everybody, because they're like the post-game show, I'm technically the very first host on the air after the Eagles win their first Super Bowl ever. My old man's been dead for a long, 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 long time. But he wasn't around. For 10 Super Bowls before he passed on. Now, my old man was a serious, serious football fan. Played semi-pro football when that really meant a lot. And he really only truly cared about two teams, the Eagles and the Phillies. And when the Phillies won in 80, me and my brother met at McGillan's and had a drink and and toasted uh, the old man. Even though virtually none of us got along with him. Who cares? It didn't matter. Uh, And I'll be damned if I didn't think about him little bit after that uh, after the game ended tonight and so this is for you tonight you and all your dads and your granddads and your uncles and your moms because you know my my wife and, and Ava in particular and my other daughter's a, a baseball fan before she is a, a football fan but of course she's watching the game today but my, my daughter and Ava, they, they watch every game they have for years and years and years. So I don't want to leave out the mothers either and the grandmothers either. All I'm expecting to do tonight, I'm going to tell you flat out, is push buttons. This is absolutely your show tonight, not mine. We may have some guests calling in from time to time. Who knows? Uh, but this is your show, not my show. This is your time. You've been waiting for most of you listening your entire life. Well, no, I'm sorry. What am I saying? Everybody listening has been waiting their entire life to win a Super Bowl. I was getting confused with 1960 there for a second. I know there are some people up uh, and listening who were around for the 60 championship, but let's face it, not to take anything away from any NFL championships, the game really exploded with the advent of the Super Bowl. That's Big Daddy Graham on 94 WIP, Monday, February 5th, 2018, with the first show ever on WIP following our post-game show that can actually celebrate the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. It was a game for the ages and a day for the ages. The Revelers that night got to hear the joy of a man who'd waited all his life for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. Note that a few of us, like Big Daddy, were around for the 1960 championship, but were too young to really appreciate it. And it was pre-Super Bowl era. Nowhere near as big as it is now. Let's put a no coat of pain on this lonesome old town. Set them up, we'll be knocking them down. This is WIP's salute and tribute to Big Daddy Graham, who passed away Wednesday night. On our third and final segment, we'd like to feature the callers who made Big Daddy's show what it was. A potpourri of people up at all hours of the night, reaching out to a friend or a sympathetic voice, or just a gruff man trying to make it through another night. All summer long, we sang a song, and then we strolled that golden sand. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. Harrison's in uh, Boyertown. He's on 94 WIP. Hey, Harrison. All right, I'm just talking about the Eagles wide receivers right now. They're all getting hurt. All if they keep getting hurt, Nelson Aguilar, Miles Austin, they're all getting hurt. Now Darren Sproles gets hurt. He comes back into the game. Okay, they're all getting hurt. 
What what can we do to solve that? Uh, what? What do you mean, what? What do you mean, what? 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 I don't understand your question. What, are, what, what do you are mean? We doing, what are we doing to solve the wide receiver issue in Philadelphia? What? 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 What do you mean, what? Miles Austin went down. Okay, he's hurt. Okay, he's a bum anyway. What are we doing about him? What? What are we doing about all the Eagles wide receivers? What? What do you mean, what? What? Um, Oh, my God. I was so happy to hear from... uh, Mr. Murray the other night. Oh, Jim Murray, former Eagles GM. Yep. He was happy to be on the same airways as you. (laughs) He said that Uh, to me off the air. And and Coach uh, Vermeer told me that uh, his father owned a car lot, uh, like my uncle. uh, Uh, Wait a minute, let's stop. Here we go. I never knew you were close friends with Dick Vermeer. No, well, you know, as I was saying the other night, uh, uh, you know, at the wake, at my my uncle Joe's Foster's wake, uh, you know, Mister Murray, uh, uh, Coach Vermeil, Bill Birdie, and a number of other Eagle players were at his funeral. You know, my father and him got tickets after the war. And uh, they were right behind the Eagles bench on the 50-yard line. So he's not a former player? Who, Jim Murray? No, Joe, your Uncle Joe. Oh, my Uncle Joe. No. Why is uh, Dick Vermeil and Bill Berge at your Uncle Joe's viewing? Well, because he... he, All right, they've been going to every game since the uh, end of the war. Why was Dick Vermeil and Bill Berge and Jim Murray... At your Uncle Joe's viewing. They knew him personally. Uh, actually, when uh, Lentos got in trouble with the gambling, my uncle got 2% of it uh, to help uh, Tos out. Got 2% of what? The Eagles. Your uh, Uncle Joe owns 2% of the no, Eagles? He, he's deceased in 1980. But uh, at the time, uh, I used to see uh, Lentos at my lawyer, Dick Sprague's uh, office because he was dealing with the casinos, and I was there for other matters. Okay. Yeah, you know, you, you had this jazz guy on. Yes. Trumpet. Uh, there's a great trumpet piece in uh, an Eddie Fisher song in 1954. <laughs> There we go, Jimmy. I know this song, okay, but not in a million years did I think I would be talking about an Eddie Fisher song from 1954. Leave it to Jimmy. I used to go in this place where Sonny Jerkerson and Tony McDonald used to go in and Dick Allen and a number of people on this. Uh, Iris Denner, he would sing at... um, at, you know, a Friday night at synagogues, and then he'd do churches. Plus, he had his own singing uh, routine where he went around. And what does Sonny Jerkinson have to do with this? Well, uh, he was at the same club. There was this guy named, I was wondering if you ever heard of him, named Milk Buckner. He was a jazz and uh, a blues man, and he played the organ and piano. And he also uh, used to have all, he, he would play Europe in uh, the summer, and then in the winter, he would come to Germantown and play the Delmore, where Jerkerson and McDonald hung out. My and, man, uh, uh, Jimmy, if there are people in their car listening right now, they're going, he just covered eight different topics, none of which have been discussed at any point this week. 
one of a kind. Who was that man? It was and is Big Daddy Graham. From Southwest Philly to the airwaves of WIP for over 20 years doing our overnight show. Filling in on the morning show, making spectacular, sometimes X-rated, but always comical entrances at Wing Bowl. He never stopped doing stand-up. His shows with Joe Conklin were legendary. Earlier in his career, he opened for the likes of Bonnie Raitt, Hall & Oates, The Four Tops, B.B. King, Gladys Knight, The Temptations, Warren Zevon, Greg Allman, Herbie Hancock, Robert Klein, Don Marrera, Ray Charles, Ronnie Spector, and Southside Johnny. Big Daddy played the Spectrum, the Man, the Scottish Rite Auditorium, Valley Forge Music Fair, the Keswick, the Tower, the TLA, and the Borgata. He was ours at WIP, but he was also yours. We love you, Big Daddy Graham, and we thank you for the friendship, the fun, and the laughs. Special thanks to Joe Conklin, Angelo Cataldi, Ray Hughes, Al Morgani, Joe Wechter, John Johnson, Tom Kelly, Ike Reese, Keith Jones, Big Daddy's former bosses, Spike Eskin, David Yagaroff, Mark Rayfield, Andy Bloom, Jason Martitas, Tom Lee, Tom Bigby. Taiwan violinist Tom Bigby turning 63 today. Happy <laughs> birthday there, uh, Tommy. NFL punter Tom Bigby turned 63 years old today. Happy birthday there, Tommy. The godfather Tom Bigby turning 63 years old today. Happy birthday there, Tommy. Jill Speckman, Jack Keffer, and all the scores of WIP producers over the years who got their starts producing Big Daddy shows, co-hosting illegally before the producers joined our union and when he decided to take a segment or two off. My man, Mike Angelina, who does so much more than answer the phones and put names up on that board. I don't know where my show would be without him. Our deepest condolences and profound thanks to the entire Godonis family for sharing him with us for all these years. Ava, Keely, his grandkids, and especially his saintable wife, Debbie. Get home right now! I'm going to break your face. Thank you, Deb, for taking care of Big Daddy and keeping him in line all these years. We love Big Daddy, and we love you as well. Co-executive producers of WIP's tribute to Big Daddy Grammar, Mike Angelina and Matt Battaglia. Our last words tonight come from Big Daddy's daughter, Ava, who now works at WIP and is an important part of the WIP Morning Show. She called in at the end of the morning show Thursday to thank everyone for their nice words about her father. This has been a presentation of Sports Radio 94 WIP and Odyssey. For 94 WIP, I'm Rob Cherry. Thanks for listening. Hey, Angelo. Uh, I just wanted, I was just saying to Joe off air uh, that I just wanted to call in and I haven't been able to listen all morning, but the tribute to my father has been absolutely beautiful. Uh, Just, he was everything to me. He was why I'm here doing what I'm doing. He was the reason why he got him on your show. Because of because of him and every every game he's gone to every play he went saw everything everything he's the greatest dad I could have ever asked for and I'm not going to take up too much time because uh, he'll he would be really mad if I didn't let more people say good things about him so I'm going to allow everyone else to right. give their heartfelt tributes and I I just wanted to say thank you to everyone he was. Ava, let me just let me just say one thing to you, right? Because I've always told you, for the years you work with us, what a special dad you had. I had no idea it was this special. These we have had every line filled the entire morning of people who want to say great things about your father. You and your mom and your sister and all of the other people should be so proud of what an extraordinary man who is the head of your family. I hope you know that. Proud and uh, and I just have to say my my the reason he was here on this earth as long as he was was because of my amazing mother, my mother Debbie just did so much for him and we were here together when his breath and I I just you know just thank you everybody for appreciating his talent and how giving and generous and like yeah he would make me still catch a bottle but he would give. A, anything he could to the Alzheimer's Association and, and various things. He was generous and kind-hearted. And I'm going to let you guys wrap up the show. Is there an Eagles game coming up? May God bless and keep you always.
May your wishes all come true May you always do for others And let others do for you And may you stay Forever young That's Armin Chevrolet. Really nice people. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.